Hi, my loves. My name is Ruby Lee, entrepreneur, digital nomad, croissant-obsessed, free spirit, and founder of the Own Your Hustle movement. And this is the Own Your Hustle podcast. Here, you'll be so motivated to start that business you've always wanted to, grow it unapologetically, and go all in earning powerfully with ease and grace. I'm so excited that you're here and listening in, and I'm so grateful that you made it. So welcome to the Own Your Hustle way of life, full of freedom, a dose of woo-woo, and plenty of random tangent laughs along the way. (laughs) You know, I started my company working nine to five too as a recruiter. I was working for a ventures-based business in the urban cool city of Melbourne, Australia. And today I'm traveling the world, young family in tow, working with the most amazing humans ready to build a career and life by design. Strap in my love, you are about to binge on all of the most incredible guests that I bring onto this podcast. And guess what? They started their businesses through purpose and calling, mostly while still working a day job. Let me also share this. I called my company Own Your Hustle as a reminder for us daily that we get to love our soul-led hustle. Own our decisions to go big. Stop playing small. Create with joy. Take the risk. Say yes to adventure. And from time to time, be okay with those meltdown moments. These episodes are filled with joy and strategy, spirituality and business, tactical tips, big picture concepts, musings, and of course, some of that ruby colored energy. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's get started. Hi guys, welcome, welcome to today's episode and oh my gosh, it is going to be a biggie. It's going to be such a good one. There are so many amazing vibes happening right now and yes, we are still very much in hard lockdown here in Melbourne, but I have definitely found myself really learning how to create happiness from the inside out. You know, a lot of 2019 was about external happiness, traveling the world, experiencing new cultures, certainly just, you know, living in abundance and being in gorgeous hotel rooms and traveling in beautiful lounges and all those things, external, external, external. There definitely has been something about 2020 that's really kicked my butt to re-recognize that happiness comes from within, from the inside out. So I've been doing a ton of work and new training all around neuroscience, specifically how our brain reacts to our thoughts and our beliefs and how we have full control around creating the reality that is in front of us. And it's funny, I was saying to some of my friends this week that it feels I've been living this life without having ever learned it or you know, really taught myself the theory of this. So I think it's actually a really beautiful full circle moment where I have lived this life of creating a life full of freedom and joy and really truly understanding and, you know, so much more to learn about it, but fully learning how to trust and lean into the law of attraction principles and manifestation. And now going back in to link the science to the way that I've lived my life. And it has been a very welcome distraction in quarantine, that is for sure. But, you know, as I'm sitting here, I have my candle on, I have my sage with me. There is, you know, just such a beautiful light and vibe in this room. I'm seeing the sunset come over the water and the water is just glistening. I am very much prepared for the spirit, for the universe to speak through me today on this podcast about 
what it has been like 777 days to seven figures. And, you know, I'm really fully, as I'm recording this, trusting the process of knowing that the right message is going to come through, that whatever I speak about today, whatever I riff about today is absolutely what you need to hear and why you're tuning into this podcast episode. You know, a lot of you have asked me, do you ever have notes for your podcast? It's so rare that I do. I just turn on the microphone, I use GarageBand, I click record, and we see what gets divinely downloaded. And there's hardly any edits. I mean, I literally, if I edit, it's obviously the intro, the outro, and a couple of little things in between. If let's say I'm just like, thinking about something for a really long time and there's just a really mega long gap, I would obviously take those bits out. But oh my gosh. Okay. So earlier on this week, I announced to everybody on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn that I hit a million dollars in our business. Oh my gosh. Can we do one of those like applaud? Ah, sounds like if, if only I knew. I'm such like a basic bitch when it comes to podcasting. (laughs) So just pretend there was an applause sound. Okay. But you know, in all honesty, I feel like, wow, it was such an overwhelming kind of, of course, you know, what am I talking about? Such an overwhelming pivotal moment and announcing this to the community. I first announced it on Instagram stories just a couple of nights ago. And I pulled my eyes out. Like my eyeballs were so sore after I did my stories because I could not stop crying. And it was crying out of gratefulness, crying out of just this full circle moment of realizing that my big 10 year vision was a definitely smaller than I really probably should have casted forward a lot bigger, but I had this 10 year vision that I would own a million dollar business. And this just goes to show that You can quantum leap. You can absolutely collapse time, bring your dreams forward and really just go for it. Go for those big dreams. And for me in 2018, when I wrote this down and I said, I want to have a million dollar business. If you told me that I would be getting there in two and a half years and 777 days, if you do this, 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 and this, and you don't give up and you persevere and you stand strong to what is in your belief system, you'll achieve that. I likely would have still doubted. I would have been like, Okay, future Ruby, settle the fuck down. Really? But this is what this episode is all about. Trusting the process and some things that I've done along the way to lean into that trust and to many a time fall into the surrender and into the universe's arms, feeling so supported despite how it may have felt in that very moment. But then in hindsight, looking back and going, wow, that season of my life was meant to happen so that I could get to the next gate, so that I could get to the next door, so that I could pursue what I wanted to pursue. And a lot of this business has been so beautifully organic, you know, from the time that I started as a career coach in 2018, it was my side hustle prior to going all in with my business to then falling into surrender and hearing the downloads and hearing, seeing the signs and all of that, it was time to pivot to side hustle coaching. Now, this was so crazy at the time because I had just left my day job. And as I was, actually, no, it was as I was leaving, it was two weeks prior 
to going all in with my business, I heard this loud and clear sign, Ruby, career coaching is done. You're now going to move into a form of business coaching and help people do what you did and set up profitable side hustles. Oh my gosh, we were all there. We had the website redone. We had branding done to go big. And here was the big fat sign. And, you know, your very logical, typical brain would be like, um, no, we're not doing that because we've just spent a lot of time and money and investment into setting up the brand. And it's two weeks before going all in where you won't have a consistent paycheck. What are you talking about? That was literally what my logical brain was doing. And yet my soul was going, calm, calm down. We've got you back. It's exactly what you're meant to be doing. So then became that whole chapter of, you know, being a side hustle coach and helping people in their early stage entrepreneurial journey, really go from zero to 5k months. But a lot of my coaching was around balancing a day job and, you know, helping with procrastination and looking at habits of success and, you know, that belief in yourself, a lot of the mindset work that goes with that early stage. And I loved it. We did that for a good, mm, 12 months, I would say. And it was amazing. I really managed to dig deep and, you know, follow the flow. I had so many of you join me on the journey at that stage. The podcast was all about side hustles. I did a series about side hustlers and I called it side hustle hot seat. My Facebook group was for side hustlers. I mean, I was just going really big with that niche. And I remember one of my coaches at the time, she said to me, you know, the thing is about side hustlers is you're always going to feel like it's going to hit some sort of a cap with either the work that you want to do or being able to scale out to bigger programs and being able to possibly charge more. Now at the time I thought, oh yeah, okay. That's like your story, not mine. (laughs) Have you guys ever done that where someone says something and you literally go, you know, like the hiss comes out and you're like, I don't want to hear that. And your ego goes into overdrive and it just, yeah, that was me. And I was like, what? ever. (laughs) I'm going to prove you wrong. But within a couple of months, I started to find more people were coming to me and asking me for, you know, business advice around scaling. So rather than growing a business, suddenly the focus started to shift into how I scaled because at this point I was making 20K months and, you know, a lot of my clients were saying, well, how did you do that exactly from starting a brand new business to scaling to 20, 25 K months and doing it relatively easily and, and all organically. I hadn't done Facebook ads at the time. Facebook ads really started for us three months ago. So it's still super new. The majority of our million dollars has been all organic. I will say up until maybe the last, um, 25 K. So isn't that just so amazing? If you're thinking that you need to have Facebook ads or you need to have whatever it is, whatever thing that you're putting on that pedestal in order to be successful, just take a moment and remember that it really comes down to the energy, the belief, the momentum, and just taking one step a day, whatever that looks like that, you know, moves the needle that helps you get yourself out there and get into the habit of really, truly becoming and embodying a business owner. So as this chapter progressed, 
I found myself in a whole lot of imposter syndrome. I mean, holy crap. I remember just thinking, who am I to be a business coach? There was sort of a, I don't know. I don't know why I thought this, a layer, a filter, a a protection around my brand because I was a side hustle coach and I didn't fully own the business coaching component. And I felt safe with that because then I didn't have to, you know, feel like, well, I've only been in full-time business for at the time, a year and a half. Who the fuck am I to call myself a business coach? And yet, yep, knock, knock, knock. There it was, the universe saying, do you trust us? Take our hand. Let's go, honey. And so I put my hand in theirs and off we went. And I started to create higher ticket programs. My private coaching prices went up because I decided that I was going to start helping my clients scale. And as I did this, guess what happened? Well, now I went from 25K months to 50K months very fast. And then I went from 50K months to 100K months also very quickly. And isn't it just such an energetic thing when you decide that you're going to create energy, momentum, belief, accountability to yourself and a container, container being the products, the services, the pricing, and the way in which that I would invite my next level clients through my business available. I had this very discussion with one of my private clients, shout out Sarah. And we were talking about creating a brand new product in her line of business. And it was just all an energetic thing. You know, it's like, I feel ready And now as I prepare my sales page, my onboarding way, a way in which someone can pay me for this new project or this new service, I know I'm also saying to the universe, I'm meeting you halfway guys. So I'm doing my thing and I need all of your might and all of your power to bring the right clients to me in this particular container. And that is how the second year of business really played out. So the million dollars in itself has been such a culmination of, wow, so much testing and failing and so much of it really coming down to, do you have the guts to go in there? How much do you want it? How much do you actually really want to, you know, put yourself out there and truly believe in the message that you are always here to share in the world? And I heard this beautiful speech this morning, you know, one of those YouTube inspirational type, you know, videos. I was like, oh, I'm going to click on this. I want, I want to watch this. And it was the, the most amazing speech by Denzel Washington. And he was speaking to a group of college graduates and you know, that, that beautiful saying, which I'm sure I've heard a thousand times before, but just the way he said it was, you know, it's not about failing. It's about failing forward. And it's about falling over seven times and getting up eight. And that just struck such a chord in me. And I thought, wow, that's what it's been like to build a seven figure business. The amount of times that I, you know, gosh, like, oh, so many things picked up certain habits that were definitely more detrimental than they were good. And really just in the grind, in the deep, ugly side of the hustle where it was desperate and it felt constrictive and it felt, you know, very chained into what I had to do in order to be successful. And I recorded a podcast episode about why the hustle as the word really empowers me now, because I've been able to redefine what 
own your hustle means and how it just has such a beautiful, soulful ownership and almost a divine masculine, but trusting the feminine flow to also have its place. But back then it definitely wasn't that it was like a conditional thing. If I don't show up and work 15 hours the day, I am not deserving and I really, really hit myself hard with it. And that, of course, eventually took a a big toll in terms of my spiritual, the spiritual side of me and not ever trusting the universe and feeling so frustrated and so many tears and moments where I just honestly wanted to just find another job and give this all up thinking this was so damn hard. Other lessons I've learned was picking up and signing clients that were just so not in my, oh my gosh, just not, what's the word? They weren't in my energetic zone and they were not a match for me. And I knew this from the outset and yet I still said yes. And it just became this ego thing where I'm like, I'm going to convince them to sign up. I'm going to make them do it. And it's going to be a massive win for me. Well, not long down the track, what would happen is I would feel incredibly frustrated with working with them, or they would eventually be like, you know what, like, I'm going to give you a super hard time and try and get out of this contract. And it just became very toxic. So a lot of those lessons were so solidified in my first million and A lot of it I am, you know, learning from now I'm able to teach. Now I'm able to share this with my masterminds, with my private clients, with my community, including all of you listeners of what you can do to look out for the signs that you are on the right path, that you are in the right journey. But sometimes there are just loving lessons that comes with that. You know, there's such a depiction of I hit my seven figures and it was peachy and it was beautiful. If you ever hear an entrepreneur say that, just slap yourself in the face and wake yourself up from that. (laughs) Because you know, there's always going to be a level of that trialing and testing and, you know, that movement in business, because that's, this is how we grow as humans as well as entrepreneurs. This is how we recognize and realize what we don't want and what we do want what we want less of and what we want more of. It all comes in these patterns of, you know, really falling over those seven times and getting up the eight. One of the more special parts about our business model is I have and run my business with my amazing, handsome, sexy, smart husband. I hope he hears this. I don't think he ever listens to any of my (laughs) podcasts, but in saying this, you know, it's one of those like really you know, big interest points. A lot of you have asked both of us, whether you've messaged Mike on LinkedIn or you've asked me directly, how do you do this? How do you work with your partner and have the kids and find balance in your day and have, you know, a solid marriage and all those things like, we are going to come out with a program. I know that it is definitely, it's bubbling away. A lot of my private clients and those that are in my masterminds who work with their partners have coaching sessions with both Mike and I as a partnership. So I know that there is something big coming there and I will keep you very much informed. Just a few things knocking on the door post seven uh, into the million. And as we now journey towards the eight figure mark or you know, the multiple millions of dollars in our business. Did you guys hear that? (laughs) Just my stumble. That's just like, but but, but, that's how it feels right now. The the, the multiple, multiple, multiple. It's like the, the throat chakra just closed up a little bit when I said that (laughs) just out of nervousness, because, you know, it's like a knowing that we're going to get there and it's 
definitely going to happen. There's no doubt about it, but it's just the enormity of it. It's like, yeah. And, and, you know, even just like, can you hear the phonetic there of the, my body's literally wanting to go, how? It was sounding out a H letter. This is so funny. Just listening to this and being so aware of what my body is doing. I'm twisting up my body right now. My legs are double crossed. So I've got it crossed once and then it kind of curled around the other ankle and my arms are crossed. What the fuck is going on right now? Oh my God. You know, when you just have those moments where you have total conscious awareness of your body language and what it's saying from the inside out. Yeah. She's saying right now, it's not comfortable and it feels really crazy that you're saying these words, but don't worry. She'll get used to it and breathe. She'll get used to it. And this is how I felt, you know, when I was starting out in my side hustle and I had these dreams of hitting a million and going, oh, I'm just going to write it in my journal, or I'm obviously going to talk to Mike about it, talk to my best friends about it, but never, ever, ever would I say it out loud for the fear of what others would think. But it's never about that, is it? It's for the fear of how you'll react to it when you hear it out loud. So I just want you to pause the podcast actually for a second. And I want you to say out the thing that you want the most in your business. It can be monetary or it can be something that's really tangible. Maybe it's even a feeling it's intangible, but pause it right here and, you know, say what you want out loud. Okay. So hopefully you took a pause. If you didn't do it now. And isn't it just such a powerful thing to say it? And, you know, for some of you, you're doing it going, I've never used that part of my brain (laughs) to actually actualize the desires of my heart and seeing that now come to life. There's something about, you know, I'm doing so much, as I mentioned earlier, neuroscience work at the moment about actualizing energy into matter. So you're turning the energy, the thought, the belief, the understanding of it internally by saying it out loud, by writing it on paper, you're turning it into matter, something that's actually of this world now, which is so fucking cool. I can't wait to learn so much more about this because this is definitely the next chapter of Own Your Hustle, you know, with such a successful launch of rituals in business and this next intake of my Amplify Mastermind, almost every single beautiful soul in there has messaged me about something that's divinely drawn them into the mastermind or, you know, working with crystals or having my name come up in journaling or just the divine way that they've come across me. And I just think, wow, this spiritual feeling and energy running through the business right now is palpable and it's unmistakable. And I'm looking at this going, I recognize you. This is when you asked me to switch from career coaching to side hustle coaching. And I recognize you. This is when I went from side hustle coaching to full-blown scaling out businesses. And now I recognize you. You're asking me of two things, universe, bring in the co-founder, AKA my amazing husband, Michael, and bring him in as a partnership and co-coach in your business. And the second aspect is it's time, baby girl. We're going big with spirituality in business. You're not letting go of the strategy, but it gets to beautifully form and weave in. If I look at my last couple of testimonials, Every single one of you who left me these testimonials have said, Ruby is the perfect blend of spirituality and strategy. And I'm just like, okay, universe, I'm hearing you. I'm here. I surrender. 
And now talking about my body language, my arms are open, literally side to side. It is as open as it can be as I'm talking to you right now. And I'm looking up to the sky as the sun is setting. And you know what? It's actually just such a beautiful moment to share with all of you. So deep breath in and eyes closed. And it's like, I fully trust in everything that comes my way. And I fully surrender to the messages and to the signs and to the knowing that my next level involves spirituality and business, that it involves bringing Michael Moore to the forefront. And I don't know how that's going to come together in terms of messaging and branding and putting it out there in terms of a program of some kind, but I just know it's going to be seamless. I know it's going to be flawless. I know it's going to be something that my clients and my audience are going to receive also with open arms and actually say to me, it's about bloody time. That is how I'm feeling right now. So as I'm opening my eyes, the biggest smile on my face, this is how I talk to the universe. This is how I surrender. I trust. I fall back into it. The conversation with the divine is nonstop in my mind. It happens at every moment. Even when I'm coaching my clients, I'm hearing what they're saying, but I can actually feel into their energy. I can see beyond. And I will ask my guides, what is it that, you know, Sarah needs to hear? What is it that June needs to hear? What is it that Penny needs to hear? What is it right now that Emily needs to hear? And as they're talking to me, I can just literally hear and feel the direction and the signs, which is why a lot of my clients are like, why don't you call yourself an intuitive business coach, girlfriend? You have given us messages stronger than any other healer or anyone else that, you know, we've worked with recently, there is something else about you. And I know this, I feel it. And there is just such an ownership component to that. And really almost the same thing. Who am I to coach in business when I've only been in it for a year and a half? This was when, you know, when I started and now it's like, who am I to coach on spirituality when there are literally such powerful orbs of light out there and, you know, energy healers and witches and psychics and, you know, clairvoyance and all these amazing gifts in the world. I'm just a business coach. And then I say those words out loud and it's like, damn, I see you now. Limiting beliefs. Hello. I see you. You're right in front of me. So Whenever you're feeling this in your business, it's almost, I think the the old saying, you know, better the devil, you know, because for me, when I see it and I can identify it, what that means is that I can reach to my toolkit and I can get out the very thing that I need in order to crush that limiting belief. And it might be a meditation of some kind, you know, going into theta state and really resting my mind so that I can dig deep into the subconscious. Other times it might be just a flat out, 10 page journaling exorcism where I'm just like purging out all the thoughts. Other times I'm sitting there with my crystals, I'm writing it out, I'm burning it. And I have, you know, my black tourmaline on me that protects my energy and helps me really heal and restore. So whatever it is that you're reaching to in your spiritual tool belt, do it with intention, reach to it, not because it's sort of the practice that you have or the routine that you have reach to it from intentional intentionality and knowing that it's going to help you trust the process even more, trusting the process even more. Okay. So in these 777 days to seven figures, 
I did definitely ask the universe for certain things to happen and I wanted the proof. I wanted the knowledge. I wanted the very human element to it to see that I was actually heading towards the right direction. And one of the questions I'm often asked in my coaching is, but Ruby, how do you trust the process? So I want to give you a couple of ideas, suggestions, and, you know, share some stories with you around what my clients and I have done to really practice this muscle of trust. And the first part of it is really very simple. I want you to dare the universe to show you a sign to show you a sign that represents that they are there, they're listening and they're right by your side. So I want to share a really cool story. Very recent. One of my mastermind clients, shout out Sam Libelous. We were talking in Voxer about how, you know, she's like, you know, I'm going to ask the universe for a sign. And she had asked the universe for a sign uh, being the fox And she's like, "Mm, okay, this is sort of random. I don't know if I'm going to see a fox today, but okay. And the story goes that as she was driving to her friend's house, she looked over and there was a sign. I believe it was a billboard. And in capital letters, it said fox. And she, I think she just had the biggest laugh and was like, oh my God, that is incredible. You know, just these moments where you can't actually tangibly explain it, but you see it. You know, um, another example is just feeling this energy of love. You know, Sam was saying, I just really, I feel like being enveloped in love today. So, you know, however that's going to look and feel just that's what I'm asking for universe. And so, you know, she hears a song on the radio and the song on the radio is one of her absolute favorites. And it brings back some beautiful memories and she feels totally surrounded by pure love. So there's moments that you, and I hope you got goosebumps because I sure did. There's moments in our universe, in our world that we cannot physically explain, but it helps us trust and practice that muscle a little bit more. It's the, you know, the matter, the evidence that we can see or that we can feel with our bodies that helps us get that little closer. So if you've never dared the universe before, if you've never asked for a sign or something like that, do that. It's magical. And Sam decided that she wanted to see those things like on the day. She's like, I'm going to see it today. Thanks very much, universe. You can choose to see it whenever you want to, but it's how open you are to this. Like, obviously, if you're going in with anything and you're thinking, oh, I really don't believe in this, this bullshit, but okay, because Ruby told me to, I will. Of course, it's going to just lessen the vibrational match to what you're asking. So do it from a really open space and an open heart. And I think you will be very, very surprised. Okay. Another example in terms of trusting the universe, this one is a little bit different to what you may expect. And it comes from a place of patience. Now, if you think about any factor when it comes to trust, if someone says to you, trust me, the good old fashioned sales copy, trust me, I've been there. Or even if you met someone for the very first time and you think, huh, they're asking me to trust them. Am I going to do it? I remember the first time I really embodied the meaning of that trust. I was on school camp And we, it was one of those like, oh, jumping ropes, 
ropes camps. Is that what it's called? Not jumping. I don't know where jumping came from. It was a ropes camp. And we had to climb up this humongous tree called the Big Ben. It was absolutely massive. And as I'm climbing up the ladder, I'm thinking, damn, this is high. And we get up to the top on this tiny little platform and we're told to jump off it. I'm like, what? I remember my knees turning to jelly. I hugged that tree so hard. And the camp leader, who was probably like 20 now that I think about it, he's like held out his hand. He's like, Ruby, trust me, I've got you. And he, we were all harnessed. We were very safe. I was wearing a freaking blue helmet. I still remember it. Held out his hand and I'm like, okay, I trust you and you're cute. <laughs> I was like 13, my biggest crush on this camp leader. And I held his hand and he's like, all right, you trust me? He looked me in the eyes, like, look me in the eye. He's like, do you trust me? And I'm like, yes. And he's like, all right, jump. And I'm like, okay. And off I went. I just jumped and it was the most exhilarating thing ever. Now that I think back, it probably wasn't that big a tree, but in my mind, I'm like, holy crap. That was the first time I experienced that feeling of, okay, ooh, this trust. And But it came with a lot of patience because I'll tell you what, I was hugging that tree for a good 15 minutes. He was talking me into it. Oh, for a long time. So much so the next boy who was waiting for me to jump, he was already, he'd already climbed up the whole tree and he was waiting and his name was Nathan. And he's like, Ruby, are you going to go or should I go first? And the camp leader was like, Nathan, settle down. Like, just give it time. She just needs to trust herself. And I gave Nathan the biggest greasy. I was like, I'm like, excuse me, I'm trusting the process here. Can you just, do you just mind? <laughs> I didn't say that, but in my mind, the sassy part of me would have been going through like, okay, okay, patience, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And then that very moment where he held out his hand, he knew it energetically too. You're ready. Let's do this. It's just like that in business. You know, we're climbing, we're climbing, we're doing the things, we're creating podcasts, we're doing content, we're selling occasionally, we're scaling the business. And then suddenly you get to a point where you are asked to let go and jump. You're like, excuse me, I've spent all this time climbing up this thing and now you ask me to go back down. Well, it's not necessarily about going down. It's about understanding that you and the tree and the ropes and the the guide, all of that, you are just one. You're not separate from each other anymore. You are one. And so this is where, you know, when I sort of began this process of trusting and patience and playing with this idea, what I came to realize, and this is me referencing Lacey Phillips and her work with To Be Magnetic, is you know, you get these certain, she calls it tests. So you get these tests from the universe. And when I first explored this concept of what is a test or what is a challenge, like something that just feels like, oh, this is just shit. Why is this happening right now? And you think, you know, okay, like I thought I was on the right track and then something comes your way and it spins you out a little bit. You're at a crossroads all of a sudden. It makes you think about your business in a whole different way. You start to question yourself from the inside out. All sorts of instances can bring you to this point. This is a challenge. This is a moment for you to be like, do I trust that I'm on the right path or do I instinctively know due to my, you know, 
We had Ashley Bergen on the podcast talking about human design due to your inner authority. Do you just know that this is not the way to go? This is not the right pathway for you. So keep an eye out for these challenges or these tests. And they come in such different forms. We could do like a whole episode on this. But one example that I had, and this is going back into when I raised my pricing for my coaching. I went through this period of, it was so easy to book clients. Do you remember last year when I had my first 100K sales month? That was when I booked out my private coaching six months ahead of time. It was magical. I was in Huntington Beach, California. And then, you know, it came a time where I'm like, well, it's time to raise my pricing. So I raised it by 30%. It was quite a significant amount. I felt energetically matched to it. I did not have a coaching application come in for almost six months. And I was cool with it, you know, because I had other things going on and I obviously had a lead up and a bank of clients already to serve. But I found it very interesting that not a single coaching, private coaching application form came in. And it wasn't until I actually thought about it. I'm like, oh my God, like, am I a one hit wonder? Am I one of those coaches that has a massive launch and then disappears from the scene? And I thought, no, that's not my story. Come on. Like, why isn't anyone applying? Well, a lot of physical aspects played into that. I wasn't promoting it. I was literally saying out loud, I'm booked out until September. So of course you guys weren't applying. And I wasn't also making it easy for people to find the link and a bunch of other things, but really it was because I wasn't backing the pricing. And this sort of long period was a real challenging moment. It was a test for me because what it eventually did psychologically was it felt like I'd been off the bike for so long that getting back on and repedaling it took a lot more energy. And when I finally decided that I was going to go in, promote my private coaching at my new pricing and claim that shit and trust the universe around there will be the right clients that come at this price point. Well, I had five applications and I was once again booked out for months ahead. So, you know, this is where looking out for these challenges, when they come to you, they aren't there to stuff you up. They aren't there to trip you over. It's really there to ask you in a very, you know, really more sudden an instant way. It's asking you instantly make a decision. Is this where you want your business to go? Is this really where you want your pricing to stay? Is this really the right program and coach for you? So really lean into that. And this will also help you with your trust muscle because guess what happens on the other side? Well, I jumped down from that tree. I released the harness. I looked up at my camp leader and I just said, thank you. I'll see you in just about 10 minutes. I'm coming back up. That's how it felt to me. And this is how it feels to me whenever I go through a big test or a big challenge. It's just such a magical process. The third and final point that I will make about hitting seven figures and learning how to trust and lean into the process is this. Nothing you do on the external, a program that you might buy, a coach that you might hire, an experience that you think you need to have, a book that you feel you need to read. Nothing in the external world is going to help you trust more than the work that you're doing from the inside out. So I want you to think about moments in your life 
that have challenged you with the idea of trust and with the idea of surrender? What has brought you to the point of hanging on to something so tightly? And for the many clients I've worked with now, thousands of clients, and currently I actively have 250 clients that I'm working with at any one time. There's something different that each of them will be hanging on to. So hanging on to the control of design, of money, of delegation, whatever it is that you know you're really squeezing super hard, I want you to just take a minute and ask yourself, where did that come from? You might already know. You might already know. And this is so much more than, you know, all of us being entrepreneurs and having that control freak nature in us because we're perfectionists and, you know, you want your brand to be out there in a certain way or shape or form. But this sense of I'm not going to surrender because there was once upon a time something happened and it didn't allow me to fully understand trust. And when I did surrender, I was screwed over. So this is where a lot of that inner work, a lot of the shadow work comes into play, not because I want you to stay in the past. Shadow is not about romanticizing the past in any way, shape or form, but it's there to help you unlock something almost like release whatever it is that, you know, that shadow, the thing that's really got claws on you. And then you can go ahead and live life fully in full trust of the universe into your future, which helps you then take things like big quantum leaps and progress so fast and, you know, go from A to B in such a flash because you've got nothing holding you back. You know exactly what it is that's had those sinkers in. And, you know, a lot of the trust for me, oh my gosh, majorly, majorly came from, you know, my relationship with my father and his ability to constantly break trust in our family. It builds back up and then it got shattered. It builds back up, got shattered. But when I came to terms with what that actually meant, it wasn't necessarily my trust. I had full trust in a lot of things. I definitely am Sagittarian, you know, just let's get all in and it's romantic and yeah, that's definitely me. But that sense of, you know, if I do this, then there's a possibility of getting screwed over. That's just your fear protecting you. And it's a very, you know, it's a way that our brain is programmed to be like, you know what, it's safer to be in this place of mistrust than it is being in full trust. It's a good thing to recognize and to be in this sense of risk and knowing your risks and living in a risk rather than almost going, you know what, that is a risk, but I know it's a greater risk if I didn't do this. That sort of mindset comes with doing the shadow and understanding from the inside out how to fully surrender. I love you so much. I am so, so, so proud of how far you've come. I am in total awe of your tenacity and the way that you learn, the way that you're hungry to dig deeper into your soul's purpose and, you know, being so heart-centered and so much about helping others. And I just want to say today, you know, these numbers, as I'm sharing this, I come to you as a very, very humble entrepreneur. I'm humbled by your support. And so many of you have played a major part in getting to this million in more ways 
ways than you could ever imagine. Even just listening to this podcast and you think, oh yeah, I'm just going to share it on stories. This becomes such a, a big sort of ongoing momentum of energy within me encourages me so much. And I just really wanted to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for those of you that have really listened to this podcast from the very beginning to now hitting our first million and many more millions to come. Thank you. And, you know, I just want to wish you all the most amazing week ahead. And, you know, however I can serve you, help you, please let me know in the DM. Come and find me over on Instagram, underscore Ruby Lee underscore, and I'll catch you in the next episode.